The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome to the show, everyone, and thanks so much for listening. Oh, it's a picture-perfect day here in the Chicago area, and I couldn't be happier to be joined by my very special guest today. Please be sure to pass along the link of the show to spread the wonderful word of empowerment to others. And each week, for those of you who have been listening, uh, each week you know that we begin the show by highlighting the boomerang movement. The boomerang effect is the concept that what you put out into the universe is what you get back. And today's featured boomerang is actually about my guest, Ginny Quirk Alberts. And I'm going to introduce Ginny to all of you in a moment. But Ginny and her husband are real estate investors and have been for many years. And several years ago, one piece of real estate that they were looking to sell was just simply not moving. It was really sluggish in that kind of sluggish market. And Ginny, in her infinite wisdom, knew that in order to move that property, she and Mark needed to change the energy and do something very different. So she encouraged Mark to make a large donation to a charitable organization in uh, operating in pure faith that the property would sell. And indeed, that's exactly what happened. And right after that, the perfect buyers approached the property and they bought it. That is a beautiful representation and illustration of the boomerang at its finest and the boomerang at work. And it's also representation of listening to the voice of inspiration to do those things that oftentimes will stretch your comfort zone. Sometimes you must demonstrate your faith first and operate from that knowing place within you uh, that you will be taken care of in throwing out your boomerang. So be sure to check in with yourself and understand where it is that you're coming from before you throw your boomerang out there. And if it is one of faith or if there's fear around it, then you may want to check in and do some work around releasing the fear. So how about if you stretch yourself this week and see what happens when you throw out your own boomerang of success or charitability. So now let's get on to our show being a game changer, the art of reinventing yourself. And my very special guest is Ginny Quirk Alberts. Ginny, welcome to the show. Thank you, Fee. Thank you for and having me. I'm very thrilled to have you. Um, and Ginny 
her sports marketing career began in 1985 when she landed the position as executive and personal assistant to the legendary Chicago Bear, Walter Payton. Within three short years, Ginny's role expanded and she had the added responsibilities and title of Vice President of Walter Payton, Inc., overseeing the numerous companies which Walter Payton owned. Um, She also held a seat on the board for the Walter Payton Foundation for over 10 years and was integral in its day-to-day operations. Many of you or most of you know that in 1999, Walter passed away and Ginny was pregnant at the time. She chose to focus her energies and and started a, a subsidiary company and she became the president of Celebrity Appearances, Inc. And she and her partner, Kim Tucker Conti, started that company. Celebrity Appearances connects sports talents and high-profile individuals with companies. Ginny and Kim also co-authored the New York Times bestseller, Never Die Easy. And this was uh, about Walter's life, the autobiography of his life. And Ginny also has several decades of experience representing buyers and sellers of real estate in the Chicago suburbs and more recently in southern Wisconsin. She enjoys running and boating with her husband and two children. And today she is going to be talking about becoming a game changer yourself. So thank you so much for joining us and spending your time with us today, Ginny. Oh, I so appreciate you asking me on the show. Thank you, Fee. Yeah. Now, when you uh, were 22 years old, you landed your executive assistant, personal assistant role with Walter. And can you walk the listeners through that process and tell us how you got your start there? I'd be happy to. Well, first, what ended up happening was there was a need for the position, And Walter, at that particular time, was pretty much at the pinnacle of his career. The Bears were headed into the Super Bowl. He was very spread thin with a huge number of business investments. And he had two gentlemen that were basically overseeing all of his needs, one of which was Bud Holmes. That was his agent, and attorney out of Mississippi, his longtime agent, and he, they also had Jerry Richmond. He was a more recent addition. He was a Chicago attorney. And Jerry was handling his CPA work, but he also had a flood of inquiries from the media, from all the various companies that wanted to hire Walter. And Walter made a decision. He said, I need one person that works just for me, that will be my liaison. He really knew that he had a few years to go of playing with the Bears, and then he'd be off in the business world. And he was poising for that at that particular time, but he just felt that he wanted someone that was just his right-hand person and could handle really whatever came his way. So with that, I'm going to begin with much earlier and say what positioned me to be the right fit and the right person for that. And I'm going to go back to high school, and I'll tell you that 
the only thing my dad probably shared with me that he was adamant was for me to be a good typist, to take typing and shorthand. He said, that way I know you'll always have a good job. You'll be employable. It was interesting because it's probably one of the few things he said to me about it. Otherwise, everything was at my discretion, which I did. Additionally, um, I had a very, my best friend in high school had a, uh, their family had an import European business, and it allowed me through my high school years to work for that family business in the office. We did trade shows, and it really gave me a nice influence in terms of running a small business because I was given this wonderful opportunity to do many different things. Then, for me, um, when I went off to college and went off to UW-Wisconsin, initially to do fashion merchandising, and then I switched gears, I went off to um, decide that I I would prefer court reporting, I did three years of that, and it was at the very tail end of that time that something odd happened. Well, and I should segue a little bit because I also, all through school, always worked, of which when I was doing the court reporting, I had a part-time position as an assistant to a a vice president in a marketing firm. And so, therefore, I, I had this continual resume of working in offices using the skills there. So, When I happened to see the ad that was placed ultimately by Walter's attorney through an executive search firm, it was odd that I would even be looking at that, but I was. And something about that ad called my name. I literally felt compelled. It just, it was a little bit nondescript in the sense that it's, they were looking for someone who could work as a right-hand assistant to an entrepreneur, high-profile. They certainly didn't disclose. And it was for the specific Chicago suburb that I happened to be living in at the time. But it just was interesting. So fast forward eight, ten interviews later, it was literally that much. It wasn't disclosed who it was for until the very tail end. But And when I met Walter... Um, it, it was down to three gals. They had gone through, I would say, 500 resumes. But it was ultimately what got me to that point was the fact that I had unusually good uh, typing and shorthand skills, believe it or not. Sure. It stood out, something that was placed to me many, many years before. I did have albeit a not a, a ton of experience, but it was relevant experience. And when Walter chose me, I believe it was just he felt that there was, I had all the right components when it came down to it. And so that put me in the position, long story short. Yeah. And really, it's so fascinating to me, Ginny, as you share that story. And I've heard bits and pieces, but never in that uh, detail before, and you really were poised for that position. And as you said, from 500 candidates all the way down to Walter choosing you, and you not even knowing who the high-profile entrepreneur was, 
um, I really find that fascinating. And the the one piece of that story that just really resonates is you just knew that you had to to apply for that position. It was just that inner knowing, kind of like how I led out, you know, with the boomerang effect when you had mentioned to Mark, hey, there's just this knowing that I, I know, you know, if you if you donate to the charity, good things are going to happen. And that's what got that property sold. So that's one thing I know about you is that you really listen to that gut instinct of yours, that intuition, that, that internal guiding sense that you have, that um, it doesn't ever steer you wrong. Agree. I do tend to believe in, call it intuition, call it what you may, but I believe when I feel um, compelled to do something, I don't necessarily second-guess myself. Right, right. And you're really good at it. And I think Aww. that that is, that, you know, conveying that message to the listeners, we've talked about it many, many times in different degrees and different avenues. But in really being a game changer and in what what I've witnessed you do over the years, Ginny, in reinventing yourself over time, um, listening to that intuition has always steered you the right way. It has. It's, it's um, been very um, good to me. Yeah. And then moving forward, uh, um, you know, again, your dad telling you that, hey, you want to take some shorthand and typing, I'm sure, very good advice. Um, and moving forward, you really expanded very quickly in your role. And I think, again, if we look at how poised you were because of the experience um, with your you know, family friend in their marketing firm and in doing some of the, the uh, office work that you did for them, many different roles there. Within three years, you added the responsibilities of vice president of Walter Payton, Inc. And that was really a, a game-changing moment for you. Um, tell us how that came to fruition. Sure. I had many things that went my way. First and foremost was Walter had, he gave me a blank canvas. He had complete faith in allowing me to take on as much as I possibly could. And that was a gift in and of itself. I had many mentors, two of which in particular, the one gentleman I mentioned earlier, Bud Holmes, who was Walter's longtime agent. He was in his late 50s at that time. He was um, very successful in his own right. And then there was another gentleman by the name of Jim Sharon, and he was one of the um, key executives for Hilton Hotels. He was in his mid-60s. They were both very involved in Walter's life, but albeit wasn't in the vicinity Jim was. But because Walter was still playing football, he had all these various investments and businesses that he was involved in. So these two gentlemen literally treated me as an equal. And when you think about that, for a gal that was at that time in her mid-20s, what a gift. But they, they brought me to any meeting that Walter would have been welcomed at or expected at. I was there in lieu of him. And they 
included me. And on a daily basis, I had conversations with them. And I could pick their brain, and they willingly gave as much information and as much as they could to me to assist me along the way. And I would take out of that that I also never hesitated. And I've continued to do that no matter what age I will be. I have no qualms about picking people's brains, about asking their opinion, especially people who are in a given field that have done well. It's, it's, it's an education in and of itself. So I was really fortuitous to have two key men, mentors, I will call, who one of which has passed away, the other of which I'm still in regular communication with, Bud Holmes. But I also feel like to have had Walter allow me to virtually take the ball and run with it was another, just such a fortunate situation. He was so busy with football, and even on the off-season, the off-season was as busy as the football season was because he would train just as hard as he did during the season, and then between all the various businesses that he was involved in and doing appearances and speaking engagements and all the companies we were under contract with, he could only be in so many places at one time. So it was, and it was just the two of us. We literally shared a desk in the back of Studebaker's initially. (laughs) That was the truth. I mean, anyone who remembers good old Studebaker's, that's where our office was housed. And um, I think one of the other key things was I was very, I had a knack for bartering. And we really had outgrown that office. And so Walter, being the frugal guy that he was in many respects, uh, he didn't want to leave Studebaker's. He also was very comfortable in staying. uh, He he really wasn't crazy about change. So I said to him, if I can get us free office space, because at that point I had hired a couple of assistants, will you move? And he said, well, I'll think about it. So hence... From that point forward, for the next, it would be, you know, 12 years or so, we never paid a penny for office rent. I was always able to leverage his appearance time in lieu of office space. And so as we kept growing, we went to an office for two or three years, and then I'd cut a deal for bigger space and do the same thing. So he also felt comfortable and knew that um, I was capable of doing whatever was put in front of me and the company had grown. Uh, as much as he was a, was a good business person, he also really loved, once he retired, to spend a lot of time out fishing or hunting or doing the things that he wanted to pursue. So he welcomed having someone that he could rely on, that he could count on. And that trust was really evident between you two because, again, you know, you were at that time 25 years old and really representing him at some of these high-level executive meetings uh, because, obviously, he was devoted to his training and, you know, and, and, and much of that. And I do want to get to uh, some of those things, but we're going to have to take a quick break. But that trust and that level of trust that you guys had was really evident um, and appearance. So uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to see 
how you kind of worked off one another to be able to grow the businesses as, as rapidly as you did. Yes, very yeah. much so. Very much and, so. Yeah. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're, we're talking with Ginny Quirk Alberts and being a game changer, the art of reinventing yourself. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment do you want to directly impact your business results improve the quality of your life learn to empower yourself or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself if so directly connect with Fee Mazanki at Direct Connect Coaching Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Hey, welcome back. And we're talking with Ginny Quirk-Alberts. I made a stumble on your name there, Ginny, before the break. And it was funny because Ginny and I met through business deals um, many years ago back in 19, I think it was 1996 when we first started connecting, Jenny. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we, I actually was doing meeting planning and hired Walter through you um, to, you know, in order to speak at the company that we, that I was working at at the time. Right. And what was so fascinating is we made an instant connection just by chatting about the contract and chatting about Walter and, and what we were going to do to have Walter serve the company at the time. And we haven't, we've remained friends since that time. So I feel really blessed that, that I had that opportunity to work with you way back then and that this, this friendship blossomed from that point. But the funny part of that, and this is why I laughed at myself when I, when I stumbled before the break ta- saying your name, is that I remember Walter could never say your name. 
court. <laughs> he, he had the hardest time. It, he would stumble. And, and and then when I stumbled, I went, okay, okay. Must be like the Walter vibe coming in because I just uh, laughed. Yeah, he didn't even like to say a last name. Exactly. He yeah, didn't he, like the Q-U. <laughs> no, he couldn't say it. And so it made me laugh because I remember that specifically where he was just stumbling, stumbling. Ginny you know, and quirk, and he couldn't say it. So it made me, it made me giggle. He really anyway. had to say the last name, and I think that was, you know, his favorite saying was just, Ginny can handle it. Give it to Ginny. Ginny, just, yeah. Send everything to Ginny, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and handle everything you did, because, you know, we're talking about um, moving up as vice president uh, within three years of being his executive and uh, executive assistant and office or uh, personal assistant. And, um, and then, you know, you just moved into really the, the reason why I called this, this interview being a game changer and reinventing yourself is because that's really what you did. You just added so many responsibilities and added so many different things to um, your skill set in order to grow and advance within, within a growing organization, Walter Payton, Inc. Um, and... And, you know, really having mentors, um, picking people's brains, the art of bartering, those are skills that, I, you, you know, in business these days, I think sometimes those are, that's a lost art, some of those uh, concepts. So those are some wonderful skills that you developed as a result of um, being, you know, connected with Walter. What else, what were some of the most important lessons that you took from advancing with Walter Payton, Inc.? You know, Fee, I would say that I just was a sponge, first and foremost, in terms of being willing to do whatever it took. I had, I think, a great work ethic from both my parents. They, uh, my dad in particular, who worked for, you know, his whole life. My mom didn't really get back into work until us kids were older. But bottom line is he loved what he did, and I knew the importance of enjoying what you do. And the position with Walter was amazingly interesting. Obviously, there were no two days alike. But I feel that I just, there was nothing that I was unwilling to do. And honestly, whether it was something very exciting, such as a Bears board meeting, or something as mundane as picking up dry cleaning, honestly, it ran the gamut. And I never felt that there would be something that was, in a small business, you do what it takes. And that's, so I I remembered that, you know, from Triport from Tire Park back in high school, that we, everybody just pitched in. And that goes for Walter. He'd be the first one to make a pot of coffee. So I think a real can-do attitude, and there were many things that I had never confronted before or dealt with in terms of business, but when it really got down to it, good old common sense reigned. And once again, I was never afraid. There was not an ego in the mix for me to reach out if there wasn't something I understood to get clarification. Um, if it was a contract, then I'd pick the brain of our attorney. You know, we, we had a nice circle of influence, but for the most part, those things really worked in my favor. 
And, and I, I think that my work ethic was such that I meant to make myself invaluable. I wanted to be a valued employee, and not just because of that particular position, but as a whole. It just, I wanted to do as good a job as possible and potentially exceed that expectation. And I, and I was very fortunate in uh, the relationship that Walter and I developed working together was, was excellent. Um, it was very fortunate also that our personalities were such I'm pretty darn even keeled, not a lot ruffles my feathers. He could tend to be a little bit more up and down. And with that, I was a good balance for him. And I learned to read that. I learned to read the situation. If it was a tough day for him, then he needed a little extra support. So that was just what I did on any given day, basically. So Walter's given it all to me. I just had to step up and do it. But I did so happily and very gratefully. I felt very grateful for the position, and I didn't um, take it for granted. Yeah, it, it's it's very evident, and um, it can, you know, continues. It, it continues to you. You continue to thrive and flourish, and kind of step up to the plate in whatever you do. And that's what I really enjoy watching you do. Is that you put your whole self into whatever it is that you do, and you do it with such great. Um, care and a uh, great connection with people. And that's what I know about you and how you deal with, you know, business dealings. That's Thank just you. what you do. Yeah. Um, I know the fans out there want to hear um, a, a favorite Walter Payton memory. It might be, you know, from his training. It's crazy. We all know about the kind of the hill training and, and mm-hmm. racing cars and all that kind of stuff. But what's your favorite um, memory, and can you share some stories uh, for the listeners? You know, every day was an adventure with Walter. Let me just say that. It was. It, he had such a sense of the quote-unquote it. I've rarely come across that as many other high-level celebrities that I've come across. He just had that that really special it. But what I would say is the the memories are, you know, a decade and a half of tons of them. So when I really think about that, what stands out for me, especially because I've worked with so many other um, talented people, high-profile folks, is his absolute, genuine love for his fans. I've never seen it. He couldn't wait to touch his fans. He loved to give them a hug. He looked forward to making a memory for them, and he knew it was, but he did it from his heart because so often talent is very much arm's length from their fan base. He was such the opposite. I love that he got such a kick out of going through the McDonald's drive through for his coffee in the morning and just completely making the day of that person that was waiting on him and having a special, you know, saying something special or asking what their child's name was. I mean, he really wanted 
to make them feel good. And, and that's what set Walter apart, in my opinion, because he had such an impact on folks. Um, he had this unbelievable passion for laughter. And I know everybody talks about Walter the prankster, but I just have to say that he couldn't get enough of it. I mean, he all, on a daily basis, he had to pull some type of prank whether it was pulling the fire drill, literally, on our floor in the office building. Who would ever think it's him? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Whether it's um, walking up to the back of a car and hitting it as hard as he could so the person was absolutely certain they'd hit something. I mean, he just, uh, you know, getting police officers to, officers to literally let him get into the car and drive it, and he couldn't wait to flip on the lights. He just was. He he had this aspect of to, of him that was that was a, a big kid. He was yeah. a big kid inside and out. There's no question. And such so, a great spirit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and everyone who's crossed paths with him, you know, he's the king of the giant bear hug. But really, he was looking to crack your back. That's what he was looking to do. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, it's hard for me to give you one specific because the the man stands out on so many levels he really does and it's just his he loved people and he appreciated the living daylights out of his fans that i know for sure because i i saw it from a very inside perspective it was not a farce it was who he was and he just really loved being among the the common folk when we would do events, yeah, he could be out there doing the grip and grin with the president of the company. He did what he needed to do, but he took his towel right into the kitchen, and he'd sit back there, and he'd ask every single one of them what their kids' names were, and he'd give them everyone a, an autograph. And oftentimes, he'd, he'd, he would, as cell phones came in to popularity, because they weren't at the very beginning, so I'm dating myself here, but um, he would so often tell people, oh, Get your mom on the phone right now. Who's, you know, when they say, oh, my mom would love to know I'm standing here meeting you, put her on the phone. He would do things that were just very special. Yeah, yeah. I, I truly know that, Ginny, because when we hired him, we did it two years in a row for a, a big event, and he was in the back with the servers. <laughs> yeah. Um, taking pictures with the servers and squeezing their butt cheeks. I mean, that's what he was doing. It was really funny. I, I kind of watched this this bigger-than-life, charismatic uh, entity that entered the room and everybody kind of just, he, he gathered everyone around and just and really did appreciate and respect them all and really wanted to connect with them all. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yes, it is. It, it it was very um, atypical and still is to this day. Yeah. I did hear that Garth Brooks, who, who just finished up 11 shows here in Chicago, was very much like that where he was so appreciative of the fans and did um, convey that message over and over and over again to the fans. So mm-hmm. I didn't personally see it, but it, it, it actually brought a friend of mine to tears how genuine he was in the appreciation of his fans. So uh, let's just say for anybody out there that is 
um, you know, of that status that that is so very valued by the fan base. Oh, for sure. it is. It's it's um, you can't say it enough. Yeah, and one of the subsidiary companies that you and Kim uh, created was Celebrity Appearances, which again, as I mentioned in the in the start of the show, was really connecting with connecting celebrities. Um, and high-profile people with organizations to bring a message forward. And can you step us through the decision to begin that company, um, which was another opportunity for you to kind of expand your role from vice president to now president of this entity and um, reinvent yourself? Okay. It kind of begins again with Bud Holmes, a name that I've been mentioning. And he was not only Walter's agent, but he represented many players within the NFL, of which there were several players out of um, Cleveland playing for the Browns. And Kim Tucker at that time um, was an independent gal. She never worked specifically for one player as I did. But she was an a interesting gal in that she had her own little marketing company, and she was doing all kinds of projects with various Browns players and the Browns organization. So Bud had connected with Kim, and he had said to both Kim and I at different times, you gals need to, he had this heavy southern accent, you gals need to get together. You're just, you're just like sisters. I just know you're going to be a good team. So with that, eventually we did meet, and Kim uh, did several projects for us through Walter Payton Incorporated as an independent, uh, which went very well. And we were very similar in the sense that we were just a couple years apart in terms of age. And it was, it was so unusual for us to be young women in a very male-dominated industry. She was yeah. pretty much the other person. So, you know, we were in very similar positions. So, X amount of years went by of doing these projects, and it ended up that she moved to the Chicago suburbs and was doing a lot of business with other players as well. And I had really been struggling with the fact that Walter was very spread thin, and we had an enormous amount of business that we were actually turning down via companies wanting him for speaking engagements, endorsements, Additionally, I had pretty much worked with every speaker's bureau there was out there. So I knew what I felt were their strengths and their weaknesses. And I felt that there was room in that market, and I felt that there was room to improve how they operated. So I just said, we have all of this business that we're turning away. We have a great relationship with other players and other talent. Let's bring it in-house. Let's Let's give it a whirl. So I did continue as vice president of Walter Payton Inc. I just, we added that in, and Kim and I formed the company. Uh, We actually housed within Walter Payton Incorporated. We went to bigger office space again, and there we were. But it was it was just being able to see that there was there was room in the speakers bureau industry. But we also kind of went off on a tangent and made it sports marketing because we did a lot of projects with other companies outside of just speaking engagements. And we had, we 
kind of just brought in business that we've been turning away. So I would say timing as well. That comes into play often, but I always feel like that if something is apparent, it's worth at least giving it a shot. We had nothing to lose, and that was kind of the attitude that we had on many of our different businesses that Walter ended up deciding to go into. We weighed all the pros and the cons. We did our due diligence, which you always need to do. But ultimately, we figured we had a good gig. And it turned out to be wonderful in the sense that, um, you know, I think Celebrities was only three or four years old when Walter passed away. And then I segued into that, um, you know, full time. Yeah. And we, I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fima Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're talking with Ginny Quirk Alberts this afternoon. And if you do have any questions about Walter Payton and, and Ginny, who worked with Walter for 15 years... Um, please, by all means, give us a call, and, and we welcome your questions for Ginny. Before the break, we were talking about the spinoff of Celebrity Appearances, Inc. from Walter Payton, Inc., and I remember talking to you, Ginny, because it was in the early days when you and I met when Celebrities was really, really uh, taking a firm, stronghold in the industry, and I remember that you had this desire, as as you articulated it to me, to be a, a woman-run company which surpassed $1 million in your first year. And you achieved that goal. 
Um, what do you suppose were the key factors that led you to that tremendous growth? Well, first and foremost, having a tremendous partner. Kim really is our visionary, and I tend to be the implementer. (laughs) So we're a great yin and yang, and that in and of itself was the first thing to poise us to where we were going. Um, Additionally, I think timing. It just happened that it was a period in that decade that was booming with companies really wanting to uh, deal with sports memorabilia, deal with players. So our timing was spot on, and we just were able to ride that wave, and we did. Um, It was a time when I didn't have any children, so it was not as difficult to crank out whatever hours we needed to, and oftentimes it was seven days a week regularly. But we we're very passionate about what we were doing, so it wasn't even work. I mean, Kim and I will still talk about that to this day, that um, it's not work when it's your passion. And so, therefore, we never were disgruntled with having to be at an event or do something. We, were, we, we loved what we were doing. We do love what we do. Um, you know, I think it was our commitment to grow also. We knew that this was a good time, and we said we're just going to take every opportunity that comes our way. We, we, if we had a big event, we staffed up. We did what it took to accommodate the need, and fortunately we were able to do so. Yeah, and you did such a great job at that. And really, you were representing so many interesting, very high-profile people at the time. I mean, I I remember talking to you about hiring different types of speakers at different events. Jerry Seinfeld, um, John F. Kennedy Jr. I mean, there was just an absolute, besides just sports celebrities, right. I mean, you really branched out into representing many people. We did. And Kim is really extra um, gifted at creating programs for companies that were incentive-type programs. So we kind of ran the gamut in terms of sports marketing. We were doing a little bit of everything, but it just so happened that some of these were huge events. They were really um, big-size programs. And even though it was virtually the two of us and uh, assistants at, at various times, we were able to to make it happen. So um, all was in our favor, shall we say. And we've continued to shift the business as times have changed. And we've seen a lot of change, uh, an enormous amount as the economy changes, things change. And we just are always trying to keep our bellwether up to adjust accordingly and hopefully be ahead of it. Sure, and that's why being a game changer was, again, the kind of the inspiration behind the idea here is because that's what you've done over and over is just look, you look at a need, you look at a niche to, to really market, and you dive into it, and then when times change, there's another opportunity for change, and you look at other different needs and create something different. Mm-hmm. We yeah. try. That's, yeah. that's our goal. Yeah, 
Now, during the final year of his life, uh, you and Kim co-authored the book Never Die Easy, his autobiography, and the, the book was completed after Walter's death. What message did you want to convey about Walter's life through that book? It actually was originally started as a different project. It was not an autobiography. It was going to be a motivational book um, more geared to businesses, but it was in the initial stages of that that he became ill, and then the project radically shifted, and it was his desire because as the prognosis came down that it was terminal, that he would be in the mix on an autobiography, because it was inevitable that that would happen. So that's, we just shifted gears. We drilled down, and that's why it was, you know, his project as as much as it was ours. But he knew that we would um, make sure that, that he was conveyed as he wanted to be, and that was vitally important to us. And what's interesting about the book is that it, th- there's different voices telling different uh, aspects and elements of his life. And, you know, Walter's voice is in the book be- prior to his death. This, the stories were Correct. told. Mm-hmm. And Connie, Peyton, his wife, and, and his children, his brother, his sister. I mean, there's a lot of different voices where it's an interesting perspective to gain on you know, his life and his life story and and how people viewed him from different perspectives that they were coming from. Absolutely. And, you know, he was wanting to honestly share some of the journeys that he had been through. And I think that I know when you're in the spotlight, that can be difficult to do because you have an image to portray. You have expectations, and that can be very challenging. But I, I do believe, um, as he voiced, that he wanted some of his struggles to be shared in the sense that, if anything, to be a comfort to others, to know that that's life. There will be struggles. Even I have had them. Yeah. So that was that was in the you know the part of what was in the mix from that he was wanting to convey. Yeah, and I'm sure just watching him through the the disease and and kind of going through that that had to be a struggle for you because here's this icon this this man who had the record in the NFL for most yards rushing that held for so many years and um, you know to see him go through such physical pain and trauma, that had to be really difficult for you, I'm sure. You know, I almost feel like it was a dream, yeah. the truth be told. Um, I feel like I was protected in the sense that the good Lord um, gave me a pregnancy mid-stint of the year that he was going through his illness. Yeah. And that pregnancy probably was self-preservation in the sense that I had something else that mandated I keep focused on as well, because it would have been, I think it could have been a very different deal for me um, emotionally. And there are times when I honestly can say to myself, I don't know if I've completely dealt with it or healed from it, because it seems so hard to fathom that 
someone like Walter wouldn't be here any longer. It doesn't seem possible. So it was just, um, you know, it came out of left field, really, and spent a lot of time at Mayo Clinic with him. And he truly never threw in the towel up until the very end. He believed in his heart that he would make a comeback, that he would be okay. He um, he was out, he was right there mentally in spirit. But it was um, it was harder. It was the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. Period. I mean, I would ever imagine to deal with to see um, someone so humbled, so brought to that point with with that type of an illness. So we all yeah. wish he was still here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure. I know he's here in spirit. I do know that, and. Um, and, you know, just having had a very paralleled experience when, uh, you know, going through a very similar experience with my boss at the time who was, uh, who was diagnosed with, with uh, liver cancer and knowing that he was going to battle and fight till the end. I do specifically remember the one day where he realized that it, his life was over and that was really hard. He called me and said, and I said, you know, I said, I remember saying, Marty, this doesn't have to be the end. And he said, I didn't call you for that advice. I'm just calling you to tell you that it is, you know, that it's over. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's, I, I understand how that feels, Ginny. And I have pure compassion for you because I witnessed it with, uh, with Marty, with myself. So I recall, I, understand. I, yeah. I remember very well. Yeah. Um, another game-changing moment for you is uh, regarding your real estate investments and becoming a, um, a licensed broker. Can, before we wrap today, can you just give us um, some information on um, what it is that you do and how people can um, get in touch with you, those that are in the uh, southern Wisconsin area um, and maybe interested in properties? Oh, that's kind of you. Um, bottom line is we've invested in real estate for several decades and it's been um it's been very good to us i'm not going to say there are times that it's been challenging but um you know really i was compelled to do so when i bought my first home in my mid-20s and the experience that i had was not really optimal and so as soon as that transaction was complete i grabbed my my license and knew that i would be buying more real estate properties and wanted to be in control of it, and with other people that I worked with, I wanted to make sure that they had a very positive experience and were well represented. So it was a perfect compliment, in addition to Walter Payton, Inc., was doing business transactions via real estate that um, resonated with me because I think it's the most important aspect of, of sales that you can have. It impacts your family. It's it, vastly important to your portfolio and you need to be well represented. So um, for the Chicago area and southern Wisconsin, I've continued to add that in addition to running celebrity appearances. So my best bet is is my email, which is my name, JennyQuirk at gmail.com. So if anyone has any um, inquiries about any properties in Chicago or southern Wisconsin, that's the best way to reach you, JennyQuirk at gmail. Yeah, or our company website, which is greatwesternproperties.net. 
greatwesternproperties.net. Okay, perfect. Well, we are wrapping things up here today. Ginny, thank you so much for being such a compelling storyteller about your life and and really how it it really kind of you guys wove things together you and Walter and Kim wove things together to create um, such a wonderful opportunity for all of you um, and and I know how hard you work too so um, thanks so much for sharing all of that with with me and with the listeners today oh I truly appreciate being on as a guest thank you fee Yeah, and we, as always, we give our heartfelt gratitude to our troops who tirelessly, here we go again, (laughs) give give to support the citizens of this great country. And I am wishing all of you a wonderful and inspired week. Thanks so much for listening and join me next week as I welcome relationship experts and a very conscious, loving couple. They've been married over 30 years, Katie and Gay Hendricks to the show. So that one should be a very interesting uh, and enlightening show as well. So have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening and we'll see you here next week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fee Mazanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. Music.